Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host. I'm joined today by Dejay Junius, also known as Addicted Lashes on Instagram. Dejay has been lashing since 2015 and is now an educator out of Atlanta, Georgia, where she sees her clients as well. She also has a lash apparel line, and we're going to talk about all about her lash journey today and just how to stand out in the industry, any struggles she's faced along the way. So, Dejay, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I am so excited that you are on. As I was just telling you, I was wanting to wear one of your shirts that you had, but because of everything <laughs> going on in Texas, I can't do my laundry. So yeah, I, I want to just start with, you know, um, I know that you were first in like the service industry and you ended up stumbling upon this industry. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about like your start. Sounds good. So basically I learned to do lashes just super random. I came to Atlanta from Miami to go to college, finished with a degree in public relations, decided I wanted to go to dental school and went and got an associate's in biology at one of the community colleges. And during that time, I was waitressing in one of the most popular nightclubs in, in Atlanta, you know, just in the day, um, in the evenings, going to school in the daytime. And Working in the nightclubs, when you are short and a small woman, you do things to make yourself look a little bit more glammed up. So one night, one of my coworkers came into work and I was wearing the cluster lashes at that time. So she came in with this beautiful set of lashes and I was like, oh my God, what is that? And where do I get it from? And there was a lady that came into town. Her name was Megan and she was a artist out of Texas, out of Dallas, she would come to Atlanta for a week every month and stay for a week and do her Atlanta clients and then fly back to Texas. That's where she was. And so once I found out who she was, I just wanted in. So I called her, called her, called her. She was always busy. And I waited for three months to get an appointment with her. So when she finally called me back and I was able to go, we bonded. We instantly connected. I love my lashes. But as she got to know me more, she was like, I think that you would be great. And I'm like, what? Lashes? It just never occurred to me, you know, and especially with my path and my education. And I'm like, I don't know anything about it. I love this service personally, but I'd never thought about the beauty industry at all. And once she created a commission program in a training situation at her studio, and she's like really adamant about me trying. So she's like, just come train, just come learn. And I did it. And it was a wrap. I was, it, it, I mean, I loved it immediately. I was terrible. I couldn't see, I was shaking, but I was instantly drawn to it. And from there, it just kind of naturally grew. That's the one thing about this industry for me. Like, it just happened. Everything that I worked towards, everything that I practiced, another door just opened up and it all kind of kind of randomly just happened. So I'm so grateful. That's awesome. I mean, I find that sometimes, like, especially back then, so 2015, that was kind of when lashes were just starting to like get super popular. I found that there was a lot mm-hmm. of people that were more like secretive or like didn't want other people joining the industry or like didn't want to share 
knowledge. Right, right, right. So it's nice that you mm-hmm. found like she was so busy flying back and forth. So training myself and a couple other artists to work in her salon helped her with her clientele who couldn't wait those three weeks until she got back to Atlanta. So it was kind of a beneficial situation. And she really taught me the ropes and about the art and how to run the business. And that was classic lashing. And that was in 2013. So the crazy thing about Georgia and Atlanta in in particular, it, it wasn't regulated by the state eyelash extensions, period. So you kind of just learned under an apprenticeship. And once I found out the things that I needed, I then went to enroll into esthetician school so that, you know, I can, you know, uh, elevate my business to the next level. But I learned prior to even becoming an esthetician. I, I found out along the way what I needed to elevate my business and work into the salons and stuff. And even to this day, although you have to be a licensed esthetician, after 2015 to do eyelash extensions, it's still not taught as a part of the curriculum for school. So that's where it gets a little tricky with people as, you know what I mean? So it was just kind of an odd situation that I fell into. And after doing my due diligence and, you know, doing my research, I knew what I needed to elevate to the next platform, but it was, it's really interesting. And she, it, it helped her to, elevate us you know what I mean because we were we were a part of her brand you know right uh we share that in common one I was also not licensed when I first learned lashes and then I went and got my license like I learned in 2011 Mm -hmm. license in 2013 and we also share that I was in the service industry too I was a bartender for a long time and I was in college as well so that's a cool little common thing isn't that one of the things that it, it, it kind of made lashing easier how we operate and how we earned and work for ourselves because people don't realize how much money you make in the service industry. And I was making, I was used to making money every day. So lashes was a good transition on how I operated and how I earned. I was easy to transition easily into it because, you know, that's what I was used to doing daily or anytime I clocked in, I left with a, certain amount of you know what I mean so it was an easy transition because that was the way I was used to earning Mm -hmm. Uh, yes that's so I've never thought of that (laughs) yeah what did your family think Uh all of those different like paths you could have taken like what were they saying I mean my mom told me from the jump that I should have been a part of any type of beauty industry you know what I mean like she she explained that to me, like right after high school, I think you should go this route. I honestly, I underestimated the, you know, the kind of life you could create doing so. So I was just like, no, nah, that's cool. I'll do it as a hustle if I needed to, but I didn't see it as something that could help me sustain my, my life. So I kind of brushed it to the side and went all of those routes. Um, But they were extremely supportive. The thing about my family is they're kind of whatever you want to do. They don't put harsh restrictions or as long as I'm happy, as long as I'm earning and not creating debt for myself. They were quite confused. My dad was. But I mean, when I told him I was going to try to do this and pursue this full time at that time, my stepmother, she was in the beauty industry as well. So he understood the back end of it. He just didn't know lashes was a, a and you know, a service that was in demand. He didn't know that. 
But one day um, he came up from Miami to visit and it was like a Saturday and he stayed with me the entire day at my shop and saw ladies come in every 90 minutes like clockwork. He stayed the whole day. He sat behind my shoulder, watched what I did. And by the end of the day, he was like, I understand. Okay. So from that point on, I had everybody's full support. And when I went on my own after I stopped working in Megan's commission salon and I needed back in my aunt and my grandmother, they did my booking and my scheduling and all of my assistant work. So we were really like a family business in the beginning of it. You know what I mean? And they helped me with all of their experience through their careers, be able to just focus on the art, you know? So it's been fun. That's so cool. Do you ever miss those days? What days? Like when they would help you with in the, like be- in the beginning when you started beginning? out. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I miss them in a sense that it, it was fun, but I don't miss the amount of work I was doing. I was pimping myself out, you know, working from sunup to sundown. So I appreciate my path, but I do not <laughs> care to revisit that at all because I had no standards, I had no boundaries. And, you know, I, I was single and I didn't, I don't have kids. So it's like, if you wanted a 10 o'clock PM appointment with me, I would stay like an idiot, you know, things like that. So it, it was a good grind and it allowed me to build very quickly because I was accessible. And, you know, one thing about being accessible, people are always going to come, but it, it, after a while, it became something I could no longer, I couldn't handle. And then I had a completely spoiled clientele and it was just that struggle was it was a nightmare <laughs> but elevated me go ahead go ahead um I was gonna ask how did you make the shift like did you have a price increase did you like just come out with policies and then some people left like how did how did that look what did that look like So that didn't happen till after a few trainings, you know what I mean? Like I had to really sit down and, well, I I didn't know any better. I was honestly flattered that everybody wanted to come to me. So that's why it ran like that for so long. And, And once I was able to hire another artist, she was just as crazy as I was to sit there all day. And we just didn't know that we were doing things backwards because Outside of that initial training with Megan, I hadn't invested in another one. So I was just doing things the way that I knew. I hadn't invested in education and how to, you know, like raise my prices or what to do. I did. I had no clue what to do. So um, just randomly when um, Trina Maven Artistry came to Atlanta that year, um, my partner, she was like, we need to take this class. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. But it wasn't a really high demand for volume lashes in my cities. So, and we were booked and completely busy and booked months out for classic lashes. I didn't absolutely see the need. So I was like, hmm. but once I'd started investing in my education and understanding that people aren't pimping themselves out like this this is I mean it opened my eyes and it completely excited me it was a whole nother world of the business a whole nother avenue of marketing it was 
everything that I needed to do. And even when I learned that technique, I was still there late because I'm a perfectionist. And so then I had to take another training, like what exactly do I need to do to be able to leave work at seven o'clock, you know what I mean? Or even 6.30. So then that happened with raising the prices, setting my boundaries, also moving the business online because, or the actual scheduling, because I wasn't, I wasn't able to say no. I was not able to say, no, I'm not available that day. I would go, oh, I'm, I don't, it's nothing's available. I'll come early. I'll stay late. And in people's faces, I was unable to say no. So I'm like, I had to completely cut it off and y'all have to do it. And what's available is available. And I ended up losing clients off of that because people were offended because, you know, they're your day ones. But that's okay because if you're not, you know, understanding of, you know, the boundaries that I have now, because I do want another, you know, I want to enjoy my life, you know instead of running out of town to the beach to get some sleep because, you know, but people don't understand that they're spoiled and rightfully so because I did that, but now I wanted to transition. And if you are unable to understand and grow with me, I thank you so much for our time. And I wish you well, when I see you, it's all love, you know, but Mm -hmm. I got to keep it moving because again, I love eyelashes, but I was getting to a point where I couldn't pursue anything else. That was just it. All I had the energy to do was get there and do appointments. But again, there was so much more to do in this industry. And I wasn't able, like even being able to sit here and talk to you right now, I would have been knocked out right now. This would have been a day to hibernate because tomorrow afternoon I would have been up and rolling Mm -hmm. again, you know? So just creating those boundaries when you have. I think also like the, in the service industry, you're working crazy hours and staying up late and like your life is just different and you're just getting through each day. And you almost like, I just remember my life being so like day by day, like I'd sleep all day. I'd go work at night. I'd make money and I'd, I'd spend it. And then I just go back and do it. And then I remember doing the same thing. And You didn't feel like you were building. I was just getting through, trying to do whatever I needed to, to get through. And now I feel like I'm actually building my brand and building my name and building my reputation within the industry because I have the time to sit and dedicate towards it. So it's it's been a good, good transition. I'm grateful. So speaking of your reputation, your, your work is amazing. So if anyone is listening right right now, like, pull up her Instagram. It's, it's a, it's pronounced addict it lashes, right? It's like underscore in between those words. Yeah. I love your colored sets, like the red set that you just did. Oh my gosh. But then you did, I think you did last year, like a green and red set or something, or was that two years ago? I don't know, but no, it was last year I did a um, red, black, and green set in honor of Black History Month. It was just something that was on my heart. It was really fun. And um, my little cousin, she volunteered to help me out. So just in honor and just uh, explaining what the colors of the flag meant, you know, to us and the creator, Marcus Garvey. But that was really fun. And I am planning something else for this year. It's just been scheduling being able to get that model work done, you yeah. know, it's fun, but it's time consuming. <laughs> so but color art, honestly, it inspired me. Like it, it keeps 
keeps me going. Like I love the day-to-day stuff that I do. And I just remember prior to eyelash extensions or any type of lashes, I wore blue mascara all the time. I would use a white silicone base on my lashes and then completely cover them with blue mascara. So once um, EBL started dropping her color line, I'm like, oh my God, this is euphoric. Yes, bring me my blue lashes back. And I've been able to do that. And with me wearing that confidently, you know, people see that and they're interested in maybe trying it, even if it's just for a special occasion. Um, A lot of people don't do traditional office work, especially not now, but a lot of people work for themselves. And if they have the type of job or have the type of flexibility in their life or they're able to try it, I'm showing them that, look, it's not as wild and crazy, you know, as you may think it is. If it's done properly and done neatly, it can be like a little look. So blue lashes are just they were everything to me prior to eyelash extensions. So once it, I was like, this is it, this is my thing. So it's been fun exploring that world and being able to create in that way and just being known for that. Now it's kind of fun. Yes. So it gets people talking too, and people share a lot of creative sets. So what advice could you impart on the listeners like about, because you do see so many clients so you have to plan that stuff out. How, mm-hmm. how much time do you set aside? How much planning goes into yeah. it? Well, it just depends. It's like usually if somebody is interested in something more creative like that and they haven't, or if they're a standing client and they have something in mind or they want to transition to, they'll usually just text, you know, and let me know. Or at the, at the appointment that we are in, they'll say, hey, I know what we're doing to." Today, but next time, can we try a streak of color? Sure. You know, I'll block off an extra 15 or an extra 20 to be able to plan that for the next time. So, depending on what we have blocked off in that particular moment, you can't just come in and say, Hey, I want to do that if you haven't reached out to me to let me know what you were thinking in advance. But it's usually not very difficult to, it's just switching out the lashes, you know what I mean? Switching out what I'm actually using. But if I'm still creating the same type of design that you wear, it's usually just switching the lashes out. So it's usually not very hard. But if I'm really on a strict schedule or a tight schedule that day, you might not be able to pop it up on me. Um, But it's just within our conversation. And now that I have that type of tight knit clientele, they, they feel comfortable talking to me exactly about what they want. So it's just open communication. And you also learn that in this industry too, like body language and communication is, is everything. And it helps you lock in and build your clientele, like being able to talk to people, even when they want to try things. I have clients that wear really long lashes and they're like, oh, I want to try purple. And I'm like, that's fine. But we may not be able to do that in the 14 millimeters. That might be a little too much for you. So just being able to say, I can do it, but we might need to scale back on your length, you know? And, you know, keeping their health and all the integrity of their natural lashes Mm -hmm. in mind in that time. I really enjoy it. It keeps me motivated. Do you shoot your lash photos with your phone? Do you apply makeup or like, do they touch up or do you touch (laughs) up the pictures? Yeah. So usually like that, that red set, that was kind of planned. 
So I was able to have her do her makeup. And it was so crazy is I have cameras. I have all of this stuff. None of the pictures come out clearer than on my phone to me. It drives me nuts because I'm trying so hard to make it clear and focused. I can tell when other artists are using their cameras. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so sharp and so clear. But I haven't figured out all the functions of this. What is it? Sony A6000 with the attachables and I'm trying and I'm practicing. And then I'm like, okay, let me just take a few backup pictures on my phone because I understand all the functions of my phone. So with all of that stuff, I love it, but nothing comes through sharper than on my phone right now until I actually sit down and really get a tutorial. I have this photographer that I love working with sometimes and he does uh, educational classes on, you know, how to touch up and how to edit portraits. But I want him to actually do a double. Like, I want the editing portion, but I also want the, you got to teach me how to work this camera. <laughs> like, because yeah. I don't, as much as I try, I'm still better on my cell phone, you know. And they're making these phones sharper and clearer, you know, these days. I bought With that lighting same too. camera that after... Lena's class, Lash Makers. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to have okay. a tutorial on how to do lash photos because hers come out amazing with that camera. Yeah. So, I mean, I love when I see it, but I can't execute in the same way. And I'm like, I can't waste any more time. You know, the person's there, they've laid on your table for five hours for this set. And, you know, you got to get these pictures so that they can, you know, go. But um, also, I've become a master editor too, even with that. Sometimes just removing distractions from people's skin and all of that. And also being able to color match, you know, when some people have like dark under eyes or stuff like that, I want to remove all of that. So, you know, that's a whole nother ball game in itself, but it is so important because you have such a distortion when you shoot black girls, sometimes it's like the lashes turn gray or they turn blue. So if you don't spend your time and getting the art right, you can have the best set ever and it'll come out blurry just because of the contrast of the skin. So you have to really, I've mastered that on my cell phone, but I haven't really mastered that on the camera. So that's why I always do both, but I always end up going with my cell phone so that you can see the details and the works on the work with the contrast of the skin. Right. It's always tricky, but I figured it out. So it sounds like you really value like quality education and now you are a trainer yourself. Um, Do you, do you find like there's a lot of women in Atlanta that are taking class from you? Do people ever like travel to you or is it usually local? So whenever I was doing classic uh, last trainings with my partner, it, at that time, her name is Tammy um, McLeod of Eyelash Perfection. We would uh, host uh, classic lash classes and we would, you know, host them together. So at that time, when we were doing those classes, people would travel to us to come to the class and some local people. Right now, post-COVID, jumping back into training, I've been doing just one-on-one classes. And um, I really enjoy it, I, and especially with the volume right now because 
it's a new training for me. So I'm more confident giving that energy to one person and focusing on what they're doing. Um, eventually I'll open up to host more people. But the thing about classes in my city, it's kind of saturated. So sometimes people learn and they learn from popular people, but they're not they're not getting all the, they're not getting good skills. You get what I'm saying? And then they'll take a class and not even perfect the skill. And then now two, three months later, they're hosting classes because they're popular too. And people are going to buy into it. So I am not super popular in my city because I am priced a lot higher than the going rate, you know, of the group classes. But I'm okay with that because if you actually sign up with me in my city, I'm like, we're locked in at that point because I know you see the most you can get out of this industry and you are signing up to like really perfect the craft and you're buying in because you care about people's lashes. You care about the integrity of your work. So again, I'm not the most popular price point wise, but if you sign up, you're going to, I, I personally feel people who are in, interested in longevity in this industry kind of see the qualities that I have and the qualities that I practice within my business and want to emulate that. So I never knock women in business. If it's a woman in business and you're not robbing and stealing from anybody, I can't really knock it. But I do wish that some of my peers cared a little bit more about what they were putting out and cared about people's journeys or cared about their students in a way that they you know I don't know I just don't understand some of the classes and the trainings being put out with again I don't knock women in business but with this particular business is so it's so intense it's so meticulous you got to be on point with people's lash health what you're doing you can't just do anything on everybody and I don't think people are interested in investing in that type of back of the house knowledge. It's just like, because also it isn't taught through the state curriculum. So it's like, you're kind of learning as an apprentice under somebody. And if they're doing everything wrong, <laughs> you're gonna learn all the wrong techniques. You know what I mean? So it just depends on who you invest in and who piques your interest and for what reasons is she the most popular or is she putting out the best quality work? So it can get people get lost. And, you know, what do you do? You just do your thing. I'm confident in what I'm doing. So I don't I don't I can't speak for whatever else is going on. <laughs> Very well said. I completely agree. Okay. All right. So with your apparel line, um, you have a few different designs and so you do design them yourself. Yes. Yes. I come up with the little slogans and create the designs and I don't print them myself. Whenever I do the little videos of me printing and packing in the shop, I'm just putting the logo. I mean, the label in the shirts and the, the size labels in the shirts before I pack and send. Um, but the motivation behind that was, so eyelashes in general, I always see as a luxury service. And as an artist, I always want to create that. When I think about 
the hair industry or nails, I think about those as necessities. I think of lashes as extra. So I always take an extra step to look nice at work. Um, whatever it is, you know, I know we're wearing masks now, but probably just dressing up, not even dressing, but I like to dress up in general, but just dressing, creating a nice environment, creating a luxury experience. And sometimes it's just a cute, quick tea that you're putting on. But if you have your lashes done and your makeup done, it sells an extra of the experience to the point now where it is if I come in with with I have an appointment and I'm not dressed or I'm in like a jogging suit or something, my clients are like, is everything OK? You know what I mean? Like because they're not used to seeing me <laughs> dressed down. But I just was thinking, like, I value that um, and I know that they value that. It makes them feel like they're coming to an important, special place where their girl is designer and and it feels good she looks good she's gonna make me look good it helps to sell my experience so with that being said I'm like I always like to look nice and cute let me create some cute stuff you know to wear to work really quick you know what I mean or even with my clients if the uh, slogans are universal they might like it they're like yeah I don't play about my lashes either let me get me a t-shirt too <laughs> so it's just an extra step to express my creativity you know what I mean because I do value my clients and creating the luxury environment and experience and that just that just helped um you know brand me and market me in a different way I've been kind of slack on it in creating just my mindset on everything in the past year, but I'm about to ramp it back up. That's awesome. And I applaud you for even having a line. Like I've been talking about doing freaking a lash shirt for <laughs> two, three years now. So you, you've at least started yeah. it and you have like a Me lot too, of design. Even prior to that. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing about it. I have been thinking about that forever and I, I would do a bunch of batch sh- shirts and I have this real perfectionist problem and one little thing would be off and I would just scrap the whole thing or start giving them out as gifts to my clients. So people who know me and who have been my client and around me, you know, it launched two years ago, but I've been talking about that since the day I started lashing because I'm into clothes and I'm into fashion a bit. So it was just now. I had the time to sit down and execute something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It was fun. It's been fun. <laughs> so I love, love, love this question. Just hearing everyone's answers is always so great. Um, I want to know what is your favorite failure in this industry you've experienced so far? So when I think not so much like a, a failure, but something that I truly, truly struggle with really and you know daily I think it is just boundaries um it wasn't an actual technique or an actual like circumstance it was like creating the space for myself where I could have a personal life and my business and being able to separate the two all of it was rolling together it was overwhelming me to the point and I started feeling like okay I started working for myself And I started my business to be in control. And now I've completely lost control of my time um, just or to the point where if it was if if I was supposed to reschedule you and say the Wi-Fi in my building was moving slow and I couldn't do it right then. 
I forget to do it later. Now it's two weeks and you're like, what, when was my appointment? You know what I mean? So I was just moving out of control and I, and so creating boundaries and really sticking up for myself became my biggest, my biggest problem. So once I was able to like stand firm in that and I decided, I'm like, okay, DJ, if you don't get a hold of this, I told my friend, I'm like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to find something else to do because I didn't get in business to be out of control like this. So one of the scariest things I did was I decided to take the full month of January off that year. And I knew what that would do. And I, I knew that when I came back in February, some of my clients, because they have been with me forever, they weren't going to want to get full sets. You get what I'm saying? They weren't going to want to go online and book their full set with me. So I just knew this one act alone, I was going to shed so many people that it was going to open up space for me to grow and execute. It was terrifying. Also, because, you know, these people have been a part of my life for four or five years at this point. We've grown together, you know, and I'm connected to them and I and I have heart. I have real feelings for them, but I just needed a separation. And it it was really scary sticking up for myself in that way. But it turned out to be the best thing I ever did. Because again, I was gonna find another business to promote, something that where I could be out of completely out of the way. I wasn't gonna be able to continue on that path. And which was really sad because I love what I do, but if you don't stick up for yourself. Even if that means in the beginning, you're not taking as many clients and you're just practicing and and perfecting your skill, do that and grow in a way within your boundaries. If, if, even if you don't have any clients for the day, I would say to somebody new, if you are booked, if you're not booked the way you want to, and your hours are from 10 to five and that person, and you really want them, they could come at 630. Don't do it because you will never be able to back out of that. You know what I mean? Like that's the standard you set. You've shown people that you go outside of your boundaries and they will never. uh, It's just hard to course correct that. It takes you so much longer and you end up regretting, you know, all of that because sometimes. and, And again, I think it's harmless because it's in people's nature to want what they want and it is their service. But at the end of the day, they don't understand you were doing that for that particular time and that particular circumstance. They don't understand that that's not the standard going forward. So I would say it was really hard just sticking up for myself and creating healthy boundaries for my business and my personal life. And because of that, everything suffered. I wasn't working now. I wasn't doing the things that I enjoy. People always look at my Instagram like, oh, you fly out of town. You're always traveling because I couldn't say no. It was easier to say I'm not I'm not in town. You know what I mean? I was leaving town to get sleep, like because my phone was going off constantly. I was running from people and that's not cool. So I would say to anybody, just respect your space, respect your boundaries, stick up for yourself and don't start relationships going outside of your boundaries with your clients because it's hard to course correct and you'll end up resenting your action and them period because it's just natural so that was the toughest challenge in growing that was my toughest growing pain 
like losing people. And then you think it's like going to be the most dramatic thing in the world. And it's like, oh, I should have really did that like way sooner because now as my most professional self, I look at my schedule and I literally enjoy all of my clients. Now, some appointments are harder than others, depending on what they actually need, but it's not one person that comes to me that I, I don't, you know, enjoy. And I try to uh, bring that into, because I am accepting new clients regularly. So, you know, I try to bring that same energy to new people and make them feel the way, you know, feel respectful of my time and I'll be, and I'll return the same energy. So that's, that was the biggest challenge for me, boundaries. Awesome. I was so grateful. Everybody wanted to come girl and I would just sit there and lash. <laughs> Gosh, wow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tag Lash Boss Radio and Addicted Lashes on Instagram. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll be back very soon with the next episode.